calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Greetings from Salton Sea. Episode 8, Brothers. Callan. Callan, are you awake? I'm awake. Prove it by opening your eyes. They're open. They're not. Okay, there. Oh, too bright. Can you turn off the light? Eyes are the windows to the soul. Or sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Are you still dizzy? Everything is still spinning, but not as fast. Are we in a tilt a whirl? <laughs> Insulted sea? <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have insisted we go for a drink. That's on me. I could have ordered something non-alcoholic. Instead of shots of Grey Goose, you mean? My drug of choice. I didn't know you were an alcoholic. Recovering alcoholic. Was recovering. Every great journey begins with a small step. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Oh, my God. God grant you the serenity to accept the okay, things you... Okay, enough. <laughs> Too much. Did we? Not yet. I was willing. But I wasn't able. Tomorrow is another day. If at first you don't succeed, enough, try... Enough, woman! <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you, me, and Kevin being out on the beach. I don't remember anything at all after that Sunday morning. It was after 11 at night. The three of us were out there lying on our backs in the sand, gazing at the stars. It was so clear that evening. The stars actually pulsed in the sky. It was the first and last time I went along with you boys. I snuck out of my bedroom window and met you on the corner of Shoreline Drive. You really don't remember? 
You were both waiting there with your bicycle. You pedaled. Your brother sat on the bar and steered. I sat on the handlebars and tried to keep from falling off. It felt so daring, like being a teenager almost. You said you heard a car coming. I heard it. It spooked me so much that I just took off running as fast as I could go. I ran around the long ways and didn't stop until I was back at my house. I thought it was maybe my dad coming to look for me after he and my mom discovered I was gone, but it wasn't my dad. My parents were both in bed when I got home, but I don't think I'd ever been so terrified in my whole life. You said you had a theory about what happened. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You've had enough for tonight. Tomorrow? It's late. Don't you think you should invite me to spend the night here with you in your suite at the Sultan Sea Motor Court Motel? <laughs> I didn't think you'd want to. I'll take that as an invitation. Move over, Kellen. You two looked so much alike, but you were really very different. Different? Huh. Never thought of us as different. Like Chang and Ang, the famous Siamese twins. I'm sure you must have heard of them. I have. Identical twins conjoined at the sternum, but Ang had a sunny disposition while Chang was supposedly a bit on the morose side. You'd expect them to be alike, wouldn't you? But they were very dissimilar in terms of temperament. In your case, I think Kevin was the more sensitive of the two of you. Artistic, emotional, maybe even a little fragile. He loved reading. <laughs> Not kids lit, but classic literature and philosophy and poetry. He liked to write. He wanted to be a real writer one day. And what? I was a Philistine and a barbarian? <laughs> mm. Young Kellen Rucker was all about sports and astronomy and mechanical things and more sports. Team sports like Little League and football, soccer especially. Practical, pragmatic, straightforward. The best brother a brother could be. Protective, loyal, fearless. That's what Kevin always said. Why have you gone quiet? I fell asleep. No, you didn't. Your eyes are open. <sighs> I wonder if the path I chose was to make up for the life he'd never have. If the reason I embraced everything Kevin cared about was because he couldn't. If I became a reader and a writer because he'd never have the opportunity to do what he loved. Or maybe those talents, those inclinations were alive inside of you all the time. And that we were more alike than I remember? Perhaps. Did you love him? Sorry, that's a stupid question. You weren't 12. Yes, I loved him. Kevin was my first love. He was the one true love of my life. And since? <laughs> um, if you're asking if I've had adult relationships, the answer is yes. But nothing has ever come close to what I felt. What I still feel for Kevin Rucker. He's my one. To this day, my only one. I think I could say the same. I know. 
sleep for a while, Kellen. Rest. I'll be here beside you when you wake up. In good conscience, I can't ask you to stay. You're not. I'm offering. Now, close your eyes. They're closed. Now rest. Rest. Where were you, Frank? Miss me? You should have told me you were going out. You were busy puking like a coed in the commode. I hope you remember ralphing your guts up the next time you contemplate going on a bender. Unlock these handcuffs. What if there had been a fire? You'd have been shit out of luck, Boyle. Besides, that shackle chain gives you plenty of room to roam around. Did you read the file I left for you? No. Would you prefer I insist? Vernon had a gun. When I found him after he'd run off, he had a gun on him. I took it away from him. Yeah? So? I must have still had it on me when I met Jill later on. Memory's coming back, is it? Was she shot? Nope. Strangled. Like I told you in the first place. Want to see the Polaroid again? No. Suit yourself. I sold your bike. You what? I disabused you of your bicycle. That's where I was. Seeing as you can't exactly take it with you as checked baggage back to the great Pacific Northwest, I took it down to the swap meet. Got a good price for it, despite it being so damn old. A crazy lifeguard bought it. Paid cash. You had no right to do that. Who was going to stop me? You? You're shackled to a radiator. I've got to find that gun. Take these fucking handcuffs off! No need. I took the gun. You took it? When? When we rendezvoused at your motel early this morning, before it happened to blow up and burst into flames, before I delivered your wake-up call at the end of a bucket of ice water. It was sitting as plain as day in the nightstand, so I commandeered it, stuffed it in the back of my waistband for safekeeping. Where is it now? Ballistics. You took my father's gun to the cops? No, to a private lab I used. First rule of gun acquisition. Learn where the weapon's been, if it's got a body on it, and if so, how many. You should have asked me first. You hired me to make all the hard decisions, Rucker. No, I didn't. I don't even remember why I hired you. Well, you can give it a think on the way. On the way where? It's a surprise. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
Surprise! Nothing like a scenic view to clear the head. Everywhere you look, there's nothing but bones. Sun-bleached bird and fish bones as far as the eye can see. Breathe in. Smell that? Rotten eggs, fried bone marrow, and festering rust. As assaulting as a mouthful of copper and rancid yolks. Sultan Sea in all her glory. Not a candidate for a scratch-and-sniff collector's patch, but it's home. You know, when I worked homicide out of L.A., I had to walk in cold to a lot of crime scenes. Some bodies were fresh, still lifelike and warm to the touch. Others were so far into putrefaction their own mamas wouldn't know them from roadkill. How'd I manage to maintain a cool head? You might ask, Rucker, if you weren't so fucking self-absorbed. I'd approach the scene laterally, not head-on, sometimes even serpentine if the mood struck me. I'd mosey in like a see-no-evil citizen on a morning stroll, glance around like I hadn't a care in the world, taking the birds on the wires and the flowers in the window boxes if there were any, fix my gaze on the most pleasant and banal details of the surroundings. On what was there before the body entered the scenario, on what would still be there after some neighbor hosed down the gore on the pavement. Only then, after I'd gotten my bearings in plain vanilla, ordinary, everyday existence, would I look down. Because I was ready then, fortified and geared up to see what fucking indignities the corpse had had to suffer. Is there a moral to this story? It's a true story. It's an allegory. Then you figure it out, Boyle, seeing as you're the one with a fancy college degree. But my advice? Approach truth at an angle when you can. Then they can't kick you in the fucking teeth. You can take these handcuffs off now, Frank. I can, but I won't. I asked you nicely three times to take a look at that file. I'm not going to ask you again. I don't want to read anything more about Kevin's abduction. Nobody's asking you to. If I look at this file, will you take off the handcuffs and shackles? I'll give it serious consideration. You brought the wrong file. This isn't about Kevin. It's some other case. Bingo. Are these all mugshots? They are. Each of these women were known prostitutes. All those are booking photos. 16, 17, 18, 19. There's 19 of them. I am well aware of that fact. Who are they? Were is probably more accurate. They all vanished into thin air. All at once? No. Over the course of about 30 years. The pictures are chronological. This one here? The last one? Melinda Frakes. Called herself Baby Cakes because she had no front teeth. Specialized in blowjobs at truck stops. Attic, hooker, hooker. Addict, who knows what came first, the chicken or the egg? She was on a downward spiral from the time she turned 15. Was she a friend of yours? A relative? Nope. I was just the detective who took the missing persons report from her mother 20 years ago. A nice woman who was clueless as to where she went wrong. It wasn't until I retired that I started connecting the dots. An ex-cop hobby, you know, like collecting stamps but with victims instead of postage. 
Nobody made the connection between these missing broads and women until I sank my teeth into the case. Nobody much gives a shit now. Nothing to connect them, the brass tells me. Nobody's. Not a one. 20 years cold from a county of more than 4,000 square miles and bordering Baja, Mexico. Prostitutes hit the road and leave no forwarding address more often than most citizens. The real reason I couldn't find anyone who gave a shit? Dead whores or drug dealers. That's the price of doing business. I don't feel that way, but you'd be surprised at how many cops do. You want to know how the brass classify 19 missing Imperial County hookers? N-H-I. No human involved. And that ain't referring to the perpetrator, Rucker. It's the victims who didn't make the human scale. So you believe they're all dead? Most likely dead and dumped. Each of these women was last seen peddling their wares on their customary patch along the highway in Imperial County and then... Gone. Like my brother? No. Not exactly. So this is the old case that keeps you up at night? Not Kevin's abduction? (laughs) Nothing keeps me up at night. With a conscience as clean as mine, I sleep like a chubby, milk-fed baby. Look at the date Melinda Frakes disappeared. That's the day Kevin disappeared. Bingo again, Boyle. You're on a roll. She... She sort of looks familiar. I thought she might. But I don't know from where. Time to jumpstart your shitty memory, Rucker. Time to get down to brass tacks. What are you doing? Where are we going? Quit pulling me like that. I'm gonna fall flat on my face. Frank, will you fucking slow down? Beach is deserted. Nobody can hear you scream. I'm not screaming. Tell that to my eardrums. Inside. I'm not going in there. Why would I go in that shed? It's not just any shed, is it? It's the Crab Shack shed. It's been there since I was a kid. Inside. No. It's empty. But that's what you're worried about. No crustaceans. Not anymore. Seen as the Crab Shack went belly up more than a decade back. Who wants to gobble up seafood on a toxic beach? Not me. Inside. No. This might trigger your memory. Why would it? I've never been inside this shed in my life. But this is near where your brother disappeared, right? You boys were lying on the beach not more than a dozen yards away, stargazing, as Langford described it. Maybe it'll all come flooding back like a tsunami. Tsunamis and floods are not the same thing. Cause and effect. You think I killed Kevin, don't you? I know you did. You are everything, and everything is you. Reflect on that, why don't you? Now, inside... Jesus, what? What the hell? Please, don't do this. Please, Frank! Frank! Good God, Frank! Frank! You're gonna chain me inside like a dog? What do you take me for? I'd never chain up a dog. I got no choice, Rucker. Neither do you. Why? Seems to me a defunct refrigerated shed will work as a poor man's isolation chamber. Sensory deprivation, complete darkness... Well, I'm told that it focuses the mind like nothing else. You'll have to tell me if you concur, if you survive to do a debrief. Frank, no! Please, do not lock me in here! You won't be alone. You'll have this to keep you company. What the fuck?! (sighs) 
Kellen? Not now, Doc. What do you see? Not now. Tell me what you see, Kellen. It's pitch black in here. I can't see my hand in front of my face. Then what do you hear? Kellen, can you hear me? Are you coming back for me? Kellen? I'm here. Keep down. It's Dad. What? It's Dad in the car. I think he saw me. Are you sure? He's supposed to be working. Showing a house in El Centro. He's not. It's him. It's his car. Why would he be out here? How would I know? He's got a lady with him. A lady? What lady? A client? I don't think so. He's got his hand down her dress. On her booby. Are you sure? I saw him. While he's driving? I think she's drunk. She's not sitting all the way up. Her head is falling forward. You're sure it's not Mom? It's not Mom. Let me look. It's not Mom. I told you. He's getting out of the car. Kevin, get back! Kevin! Where are you, son? I saw you. You're not in trouble. Come on out, Kevin. Come on. I'll go. You stay here. He called me. He won't know the difference. Kevin! You get your butt out here this minute. You'll come back for me, Kellen, right? Yeah, of course I will. Just stay here. I'll see if I can get rid of him. Okay, if you're sure, I'm sure. Stay down. Now, there you are, Kevin. Come here. I won't bite. Come over here, you little piece of shit! Greetings from Salton Sea is created by Cassandra Wells and Charlie Randazzo. Written by Cassandra Wells. Directed by Charlie Randazzo. Produced by Fred Greenhalge and Marco Palmieri. Executive produced by Cassandra Wells, Daniel Kamen, Molly Barton, and Julian Yap. Performed by Daniel Kamen, Tom Bayer, Jeff Blumberg, Marta Cross, Harry Gawillam, Jackson Gawillam, Mark Irvingson, Charlie Rendazzo, Time Winters, and Tracy Winters. Post-production producer, Daniel Kamen. Sound design and editing by Charlie Rendazzo. Music by Quiet on the Set. Additional cover art by Heather Mason. Production manager, Devin Shepard. Production coordinator, Angela Yee. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Find more shows like this on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.